are you talking about some of that that stuff i guess the that's still floating around some of this virus stuff or whatever is is that what yep. you think you you ran into yeah it was uh one of those i don't uh i mean i didn't get tested or anything like that but it was uh no energy or anything like that so it kind of started out as a uh kind of a little scratchy throat and then um for about two three days um you know the coughing and then um the um just really just no energy and then uh then it pretty much kind of cleared and then took another two or three days just to start kind of building strength back um but um yeah that was it seemed to last about a week we've kind of other folks that we've kind of you know spoken with they they were saying they had the same thing so i think i think it's i think it's pretty much something that's kind of going around over the past two three weeks okay all right good um so as far as uh anything else you've you've got all the protocols the vitamin d the zinc and and um elderberry (laughs) yeah the elderberry and all that stuff and good deal good deal all right and and you do sound like you you definitely had some in your lungs or you still potentially got a little uh coagulation uh, rolling around in the lungs i can tell you you're you're coming out of the lungs a little bit with your yep. with your voice tonight. So, so definitely sounds good. Isaac, good to have you joining. Uh, Russell's got a brother in from Hawaii. Uh, said he's going to try to join later, so maybe they're at dinner or something, and uh, going to try to hook up later. So, we won't uh, necessarily need to need to wait on on Russell or anything. And uh, I see that Melissa has joined as well. Rich is always a little bit behind here on Tuesday evening. Um, so um, I I had mentioned last week uh, that I didn't really have anything specifically for this week. I think I was concluded with part four in racial, biblical racial exclusivity. And uh, Russell did have a couple more thoughts that we talked about briefly uh, this week, had an opportunity to talk with him a little bit. And if there's some things that anybody wants to bring up tonight, I'm perfectly willing to uh, just have some commentary or anything on on the last few weeks. Um, But um, what I would like to start with, I suppose, um, is is this right here. And and I thought you all might find it, you know, very appropriate for the last uh, few weeks fellowship. Um, I'm uh, just clicked on gab i i've been completely away from the computer all week i've just been hooked up you know sun up to some sun down and even before sun up uh so it's it's been all i could do here just to uh to uh take care of the things that needed to be taken care of so i really didn't do anything i I took a bunch of notes with regards to my thoughts about remember uh, because that kind of popped up quite a bit to me as I was going along with the racial exclusivity I kept thinking about. And then Russell had made a comment about, you know, weren't we supposed to remember? And and it was real interesting to me because uh, it seems like I say that the Holy Spirit, you know, works in you, you have a thought or, and someone else will second it without even knowing it. And I just enjoy that very much. And so, uh, that was something that I did work on a little bit, pulling up some of the scriptures on on remember, and we'll get to that if we want to. But 
I clicked on Gab just a few minutes before we went to broadcast time. And um, here is one of the top um, posts. Uh, it is from a Daniel Concanon, and it says, keep New Hampshire granite. So he is um, somebody that must be from New Hampshire, and um, uh, he's the poster. And this is what the post is. The post is regarding a federal investigation finds that Arizona school district failed to respond to an anti-Semitic harassment against a Jewish student, a student, August 25th, 2022, uh, by a Jackie Hadgenberg. And of course, we know where that's all from. It's the Jewish Telegraphic Agency. And I do uh, keep JTA uh, webpage opened up periodically um, because, you know, the best thing to know about your enemies is what your enemies are upset about. Um, and some, you know, do not consider these enemies yet. And I clearly do. Um, but anyhow, here's the essence of the post, not the article itself. You can probably Google it and find the article. I didn't have time to do that. But his commentary and his post, I thought, was quite uh, sufficient. Here it is. A Jewish middle school girl in Arizona was called a dirty Jew, stinky Jew, and filthy Jew by other students. This resulted in an investigation by the United States federal government. Question. Can you imagine the U.S. federal government investigating anti-white name-calling against a white middle school student? Question mark. It's a hypothetical so preposterous it's hard even to type. And you know exactly why, because virtually every white public school student in the U.S. experiences systemic anti-white hatred, discrimination, and harassment for being white as a matter of policy, with programming often provided by anti-white organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center and Panora, Pan Panorama Education, the company owned by U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law. This is what we've come to expect from a government whose Department of Education is deeply committed to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI is, of course, the rainbow lipstick they smeared on anti-white pigs so that we can all pretend it's something other than an attack on white people. As long as you check a box other than white, the federal government is willing to investigate the middle school name calling you've endured unless white students transform into chemically altered gender clowns. They will be afforded no such protection. White people remain not just the only unprotected class in America, but the only targeted class white students, white children remain officially sanctioned targets of hate throughout a public education system engineered by the worst people on earth. Now, if that isn't ever a sufficient post, and um, I think he's spot on, I think he's got it correctly uh, articulated and is not afraid uh, to speak what is the truth. And it's high time, as I started in that fellowship series, racial, uh, biblical, racial exclusivity. It's high time 
that those who need to understand their biblical identity uh, deal with this issue called race and racism and literally learn and i know some of them are coming slowly to it uh who it is that's targeting them uh with the most racial uh, uh intensity um of all groups of racial persuasions on the face of the planet and it's um this group here who call themselves god's chosen people these people called jews are the worst and they are predominantly in my experience in my research in my investigations into the biblical record these are some of the worst of those who continue to smear uh, white individuals, actual biblical Israelites who can prove their biblical identity a uh, hundred ways to sundown. And we've got a series in this fellowship titled, um, boy, what, what is the title of those uh, series? Uh, I'll look for it while we uh, uh get underway or anything so if anybody has any content comments or anything on that or anything i'm certainly open up the door and uh and in the meantime i'll look through my archive notes here and see if i can pinpoint what i titled that series um melissa's been combing through my series she probably knows i had a series oh i know what the series titles were it was what people um, so I started down a path of what people, um, and, and, you know, I don't even know if I've actually got them labeled as what people, I think that was through a period of time where I has having trouble editing, uh, the fellowships. And so I may not even have a single message in that archive that's actually titled what people, but I think I only got about 12. I guess in my head, I'm thinking that we did 12 fellowships, but maybe that's not right. It may be only like six or so, but I think I covered about 25 points of what people and the intention of that uh, series was what people um, carried that biblical identity and I, you know, I, I used a scripture, for example, what people have, you know, brought a multitude of blessings to all of the nations of the earth. And then I just began to go on from there. So um, just looking over it real quick, I, I really don't think that I've got anything labeled that way. Um, just looking at it real quick, and I know they're in there. And I have not been able to get back into these archives and start cleaning up some of those titles on those. But um, Melissa, if you recall coming across it or anything, feel free to shoot something into the chat or something if you'd like or speak and do not hold your peace. 
So anyhow, any thoughts on the last few weeks, since I don't really have a whole lot to bring tonight other than this remember and, and that any comment on that uh, posting on Gab, I'll open the door to anybody. Yes, yeah, Eric. So I, th I think, you know, we all know that it's, it's, um, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on. There's only been one group of people uh, that has, has been pretty much kicked out of all the countries uh, the, of the world, right? I mean, not, not all of them, but a lot of the European countries specifically. Um, the list goes on, the well poisoners, you know, you can have, uh, you could go down all kinds of trails on uh, just the just the absolute evil uh, that this group of people, you know, has done. So that goes without question. I believe that what we, we well, have correction. Correction. It yep. should go without question. <laughs> oh well, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It should go. But the but the thing is, is and I think this is what I, I, I don't struggle with this because anymore I'm going to name the Jew. I mean, that's what you know, it's like if you can kind of sense it in the room, it's like you said the Jew word, you know, and all that stuff. And and I think that there's there anymore that there is a boldness. Uh, that I haven't seen in a long time where people are pretty much they're naming it. They're they're naming it. They're you know Well and they, let me let me ahead. throw something in here, um, Eric, and I'm gonna let you continue with that thought because the church world is predominantly the ones who did it to us because I, yeah. the, I can remember I can remember a lot of you know Baptist churches um and others that boy if you said anything toward uh a uh, in any way um castigating a jew those who call themselves jews um it was as if you pronounced a death sentence upon yourself and they were going to get out of your way because they didn't want to be taken into the pit of uh eternal damnation uh with you mm. Mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I even, saw, I even saw an advertisement on, you know, talk to you, and it was on, uh, I actually flagged it as inappropriate. <laughs> Good deal. You know, and, and so, you know, I think we've all seen it, right? So, and, and that's what I, I think we have to do is first to have the boldness uh, to not be afraid of them because the one thing that they don't want or the one thing that they do fear is truth. They don't like truth. And so um, I think that that's one thing. And then I think the other thing is just to recognize, uh, just to realize is that they are more than they, they've got plenty of money for litigation and uh, they're there. It can be any type of a false accusation uh, that can be leveled against you. And that's what they do. I mean, we know that. And so I think that we have to know when to, uh, to basically um, uh, unsheathe the sword, so to speak, and then there's there's times to you know to just to to basically keep your powder dry. And I think that that's the the that's the world that we live in. And until um, they're finally you know dealt with in the end, and we know that you know in the end that God does have a plan for them, and um, that He's going to be doing away with them. Until that happens, we just have to just understand that's, you know, that's the reality that we live in. Um, and um, 
that's just my thoughts on it. But as far as that, uh, that Gab, uh, uh, you know, the person that wrote that, I mean, it's spot on. I mean, that was just really, he, you know, he did a really great way of just coalescing everything and putting it together and just really calling it out and showing just how, um, you know, how, uh, you know, how it is. So it's really good. Well, and, and one thing that we need to, to recognize is they have ensured that laws have been written and passed in this country to protect them from such truthful, although painful statements pertaining to them. And this is another one of these things that has got to be dealt with. Um, if we do not have some people coming into office here pretty soon that recognize this and go and undo these laws that are written specifically for their protection, then we will continue to find ourselves more and more the targets of their intentions to silence and to ruin us as individuals and families and communities of biblical Christian believers. Um, so it, it really is something that needs to be dealt with. And, uh, it, you know, as I said, correction. <laughs> we would like to believe that people have, you know, certainly figured this out, but we find ourselves coming to these fellowships week after week trying to undo everything the church world has done to get us, you know, messed up and not in the proper place and not carrying out our full potential and commission because of everything that has been allowed to be worked against us. Uh, Melissa did some good uh, investigative work. I was looking much earlier in my archives, 208 to 211 in the archives, what people. And that is either as far as we got, because as I go into 213 and on, most of those have titles. Uh, 216 doesn't. Um, so, uh, you know, a couple others, 230, 231 doesn't. So uh, I may have only got, you know, into about three fellowships there, but I would like to believe that I must have covered uh, two or three in each one of those or more. Um, I guess I was thinking that I got, you know, 15 or 20 of them in there, but I will have to check it out sometime and see how many of those we got. But that was another good series to, you know, share with with family, friends and so forth who haven't come to these truths because um, it was done in a way as to take one of these biblical examples where Yahweh said, I'm going to be a God to you. You're going to be my people. Uh, I'm going to bless those um, and bless the nations of the earth through you. And it's just another way of continuing to remind people, continuing to show, and then ask the question, well, what people has done that? What people? Has it been the, quote, God's chosen people, Jews, that have done that? And it's a it's an excellent way with very 
you know, biblical orientation toward what's being, you know, conveyed. It, it's not, and I think this is what our people have lacked for so long. And I'm not saying that I was any gift to, you know, or, or anything of that nature, just that we have lacked this um, ability to clearly articulate what's in the biblical record and making that connection and helping each other do it. Part of that is simply because we don't predominantly have a lot of Bible readers in, in our group, you know, or in our midst. Um, we've sort of let the church tell us what the Bible tells us. And, you know, that, of course, is part of the problem. Uh, you know, Christ railed on the scribes, Pharisees, and uh, so forth for their hypocrisy, uh, being as whited sepulchers, but nothing more than whitewashed tombs. Uh, so um, certainly we would expect that to be the same today. Churches, leaders, those in leadership positions that are going to appear as whitewashed tombs and are nothing more than full of dead men's bones because they're watching the people die as if they had done it themselves because they have not taught the people the truth. And in teaching the truth, I believe that we are emboldened. It's just like we've said for years on a political sense. If people understand what's going on, they're going to be more motivated and more educated on what is going on, and they will be more emboldened the more of them that get it. So what you see is this massive political movement right now, ostensibly massive political movement, uh, wanting to see change and so forth, but really having no underpinning and no understanding of why it's happening to him at all. And if it's not because God keeps his word um, and they've just got a bunch of bad leaders, okay, we can believe that if we want. And yes, it's in part true, but uh, I choose to believe the biblical record, which says, if you are going to forget me, I'm going to forget you. So anyhow, uh, I, I thought it was really timely that Russell, you know, threw that statement out there. And I thought, you know, I'm, I just feel you know, real compelled, real moved that. Uh, we're at a point where we really need to address that racial exclusivity and well, uh, put it on the table. And, and and I think it's important, really important, that we understand what they mean by racist and what we understand race racist to be are two different things. And what I mean by that is we understand that there are different groups of people. That we acknowledge that there's different groups of people in the world. I mean, does that make us haters? Because we believe the obvious? I mean, think about this. There are people that think that there's no difference in anybody from anybody else and that that's like there's no difference between a man and a woman isn't it it's very similar isn't yeah it? 
It is. That's a good point. That's a good observation. And they cram it down our throats daily in all media. And so you start to think, am I the crazy one? Because you hold on to that. There is a man and there is a woman, right? Am I missing something? One's got curly hair. One's got dark skin. One's got big nose. One's really good in dancing and sports. And and I don't know if y'all knew this, but they're the best at all that. So, and yet, we have no outstanding recognized attributes that, that I know of. Does anybody know of anything a white man does that's really good? Well, of course, well, nobody we, does. Oh, we, go ahead, Rich. <laughs> no, no. Russell, Russell, you got it all wrong. Oh, hold on, hold on, no, Rich. I'll let you get that thought. I'll let you get that thought. I got one. Russell, Russell, Russell. I hate to have yeah. to correct you again. Russell, well, the white free. people are they are excellent oppressors. Do you not understand this yet? We need you to fully get well, on board and understand that what the white is good for is oppression. Now, have I got through to you and are you corrected now? Yes. Yes. But I was speaking <laughs> All right, as Rich, if go. a black. <laughs> We're pretty good I was with speaking... a stick and ice. Uh, I'm, I wanted to talk as if I had a black audience. Okay. You see, I don't want to offend them any more than I want them to offend me. Correct. And so each of these groups of people have attributes and special God-given things, don't they? Yep. And as Doug has just spent, what, four weeks? Yep. On a lesson, a very logical, well-thought-out lesson about how this one group of people in the Bible, their story, their journey, whatever you want to call it, it was about them. So... I told Doug, it, it, it's, it, it, well, I, he may have already told you, and we've covered it a million times, but it's a big issue and how relate with these other races. So, anyway, go ahead, Rich. You were going to say something. I said we're good at being the apple of God's eye, even though we don't deserve it. Well, yeah. I think the apple of God's eye is that that group of people that say God's God and we depend on him daily. And we love him and we we worship him and we tremble when we read his word and all those things. I was telling my wife this God we have a lot of these godlike things built in us, don't we? We, uh, 
we, we're jealous. Just admit it. You're jealous. And, and that came from somewhere, didn't it, Doug, in the programming? Uh, we get sad. Mm-hmm. We get happy. And these are all things that we can read about that God God gets. So when you think about that, that was it Amos or Jeremiah, or whichever one had to marry the the woman of ill repute, so he could feel Hosea. it. Hosea. Hosea. So he was he was proclaiming these things firsthand. God said, "I want to, I want you to feel like." What I go through daily with these people, and you know, you know that hurts God when we defile Him and His name. Turn to uh, the Book of Acts, chapter thirteen, and um, and I I think I heard you getting ready to say something, Rich. Um, just wanted to carry the thought. Uh, that Russell started there. This is right after Paul confronts uh, Simon Magus, I believe it was. Um, Acts chapter 13, verse 13. Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to uh, uh, Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, You men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Paul stood up, beckoning with his hand, said, men of israel and you that fear god give audience now this is a scripture that we used in this four-part series biblical racial exclusivity it was one of the first ones i believe because i started uh, i believe with the new testament in some respects so that i could get the new testament christians to recognize that from from the biblical record so right here Paul goes into a synagogue in this location in Pisidia, and he sits down. And what you do is you have a reading of the prophets, you have a reading of the Old Covenant, if you will. And the rulers of the synagogue then say to the guests who have come in to join them, if you have any word of exhortation, if you have any spiritual insight, if you have anything in which the scripture has spoke to you, please say on. And this is what Paul begins to do, then is to say on. The God of this people, verse 17, the God of this people of Israel chose our fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with a high arm brought he them out of it. And he goes on to tell the story. He brings to their remembrance. And Russell's simply trying to convey, 
I have nothing of animosity to say in bringing this word of truth. You respect, I respect you. My position is not to denigrate you. My position is not any of those things. My position is to know who my people are. My position is to, is to respect and have you respect my people as they are. And I might add to respect that this God of creation commissioned my people Israel to go about doing the will of the Father in the creation. And would to God that our people recognized that these very people that we started out with that reading from Daniel Concanon, keep New Hampshire granite on Gab and his post, a Jewish middle school girl in Arizona was called dirty Jew, sneaky Jew, and filthy Jew by other students, so they say. This resulted in an investigation by the United States federal government. Question, he asked. Can you imagine in the U.S. federal government investigating anti-white name-calling against a white middle school student? Question mark. It's a hypothetical so preposterous it's hard to even type. And you know exactly why, because virtually every white public school student in U.S. experiences systemic anti-white hatred, discrimination, and harassment for being white as a matter of policy, with programming often provided by anti-white organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center and Panorama Education, which is the company owned by U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law. This is what we've come to expect from a government whose Department of Education is deeply committed to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, is, of course, the rainbow lipstick they've smeared on the anti-white pig so that we can all pretend it's something other than an attack on white people. As long as you check a box other than white, the federal government is willing to investigate the middle school name calling you've endured. Unless white students transform into chemically altered gender clowns, they will be afforded no such protection. White people remain not just the only unprotected class in America, but the only targeted class. White students, white children remain officially sanctioned targets of hate throughout a public education system engineered by the worst people on earth. And boy, if he did not say what needed to be said. And this is why, brothers and sisters, they, this is why they want to shut Gab down. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Who was that saying that, though? Um, uh, when we started, yeah, when we started the fellowship, I read this. This was a post on Gab by this individual, and that's what he calls himself as a poster on Gab. And I thought it was very good, very appropriate to the last four weeks that we've spent. And so I read it for everybody tonight uh, just to, you know, uh, know that we're not alone. And I also did want to share with everybody because I failed to do this. I know I'm not a self-promoter and, and I, I guess that um, that's what you have to be, I guess, uh, in many people's minds. But um, 
I did want to tell everybody that the fellowship archives uh, in just, you know, every week I can look at these and so forth. And we've got, I would say consistently, probably at least 50% of the states represented, um, you know, throughout uh, a, a course of time, whether it's a month, six weeks, 12 weeks, or whatever it is, but uh, Arizona, um, Pennsylvania, Arkansas, South Dakota, North Dakota, um, 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 Virginia, Maryland, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Michigan, uh, Kansas, Arkansas, Missouri, um, Texas, of course, Louisiana. Uh, so there's, you know, as I say, a, a New Hampshire uh, has been popping in uh, on the uh, on the analytics and so forth. So there there are there are people all over the country that are listening and one of the things i've been trying to do is go on to this gab and a guy like this right here who gets it you know I, i'm trying to let him know also that he's not alone and um uh, you know there are uh, so i i will respond to that individual and i'll give him a link to the fellowships uh that you know might be pertinent to You've had more time, you know, I could do more of that. And uh, this, this is one of the things I think, you know, in 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 our daily lives. And so um, mm -hmm. it's just tremendous for those of you that are also doing things. And I, I, I can't it can't go without saying to say Melissa has been absolutely a fabulous individual doing everything she can to the share the things that she has felt has been important by the things that we've, you know, began and, and studied on and, and discussed in these fellowships. So, um, it, sometimes, you know, you think we're out there alone, but I just, from time to time, I you know I need to tell everybody that we're not and have that encouragement for everybody that and again we all know we all came from this there are people who don't want to join something because they're still testing the water and they have their own concerns um you know it's like people talk about the fbi well you know the guy the the one military guy that came out last year against the whole vaccine thing and and put his whole career on the line and not only his career he said that he would give up or that he knew he would be giving up by doing what he was doing a million dollars worth of um uh, what do they get military pay and and retirement Pension. and so forth yeah now, now there to me is a warrior and a soldier um, who was willing when the time came to do the right thing. And, um, you know, he may not have laid down his life in, in many people's minds and gave the ultimate sacrifice of his life, 
but he might as well have because you know he laid down everything that that he had believed he had worked for and wanted nothing of it if that's what it meant was that he had to believe the lie or keep quiet in order to you know make sure that he didn't hamper his you know his his benefits and so forth um so anyhow that's what we started the fellowship with um as i said uh i didn't have a whole lot that i put together for this week other than the thoughts that i had about remember um and then when you mentioned something last week about weren't we supposed to remember that's when i said yeah that's mm -hmm. an interesting one because i've i've got some thoughts and i pulled uh, some scriptures together i did get some things there uh and this is another one of those things right here in acts 13 remember remembering this and we have new testament christians we have professing christians professing judeo-christians or whatever we're labeling them um or whatever label they want labeled on them and yet there is no remembrance how can they remember they've never been taught the truth right. they've been taught something that's been false go ahead no i was agreeing with you uh they're being programmed with a lie and um, exactly it's it's not unique to america it's very common in many other countries the countries have fallen now think about it look at great britain for crying out loud what a slave culture they are now Here, here's a passage of scripture that, that the church world loves. Turn with me to Romans chapter 11. I, I don't understand, you know, as I say right there in Acts, they walk into a set, you know, into a synagogue and uh, there's a reading going on. Perish the thought we would have actual readings of the scripture and expounding upon what the scriptures say in modern church world today romans 11 1 i say then has god cast away his people the next time you're with one of your judeo-christian friends say i say then john i say then bill i say then mary and sue and you know caleb too has God cast away his people? And see what kind of remark that question gets them. God forbid, he says, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What? You not know what the scripture says of Elijah? how he makes intercession to god against israel saying lord they've killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars and i am left alone and now they seek my life america 
This is what's happening. Europe, this is what's happened. Do you not know that the scripture says, speaking of Elijah, how he makes intercession to God against Israel? And says, Lord, they've killed your prophets. They've digged down your altars. And I am left alone and they seek my life. What was the answer of Yahweh to him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election has obtained it and the rest were blinded. Romans eleven eighteen. drop down to verse 18. Let's start at 17. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive, went, were grafted in among them, <clears throat> and with them partakes of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. If you boast, thou bears not the root, but the root the tree. Now let me let me speak that in a little better language than from the King James 11:18. Don't boast about being better than the other branches. You see he's saying to them don't boast about being better than the other branches. The Judahites had become notorious for boasting about being better than the other branches, the branches that God had cast off and divorced. If you boast, he says, remember that you don't support the root, but the root supports you. If you boast, remember, you don't support the root. The root supports you. Our foundation is what supports us. Our foundation is the rock. The rock, which is the son of God, which was shed, his blood was shed for our salvation to be redeemed back to him that God could once again carry on his pleasure, his will to be their God forever. and that they would continue to carry out their commission. So sometimes a translation can help you with some better understanding. I've commented before about, I like the Amplified a lot of times. It's a little uh, helpful in plain language sometimes. And so don't be afraid of other translations. However, Make sure that when you look at another translation, you don't get a different interpretation written into that translation or a different intention written into that translation. Because if you do, then you know that someone 
was intending to deceive you in the translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Again, New Testament. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers, all our fathers, were under the cloud and passed through the sea and were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did eat the same spiritual meat. He's bringing those in Corinth into remembrance about who they are and what it is that was being done in Christ. Verse four, and we did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock. Remember, they brought water out of, God brought water out of the rock. Moses, in fact, did not get to go into the promised land because he struck the rock twice. He says, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So, as I say, the church world loves to use these scriptures in Acts and, you know, um, so forth. You know, well, we've been grafted in. But not understanding who the we is that has been grafted in. They just think it's a community of believers. But the reason we took time on the word brethren in the racial exclude biblical racial exclusivity trying to get an understanding about the definition of brethren and why he would use the word brethren and recognizing we don't use and paul did not use the word brethren in the context of a community of believers in every instance in some instances yes you could construe and interpret or understand the scripture that way as for example when he said we'll go back to pamphylia or you know and see the brethren that would be most likely an interpretation or a definition uh, of the word brethren in that case that would be applicable in two ways still could be the first ancestors and certainly it would have been those of a first ancestry uh, ancestor as brethren because that's who he was speaking to and certainly it would be applicable in an intention to understand or define the word as the community of believers but we don't disregard the one and throw it out or the definition and roll all the other uses of the word brethren into that definition as a community of believers we would not be contextually accurate and we need to strive to be contextually accurate ephesians 2 we were in many times uh at least a couple three times i believe in that series 
Ephesians 2, 2, uh, no, 2, 11. Um, yeah, wherefore, remember that you being in times past, Gentiles. In fact, if you look that word up in the context of this actual scripture, you will actually find a heathen would be a good definition to apply here. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past heathens in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. He, he's simply articulating to them that, and, and this is another one that they like to use. Wherefore, remember that you in time past, and in fact, they use the word Gentiles so incorrectly that it makes a mockery of this scripture to them. Because remember, you being in time past Gentiles, and yet they all profess to be Gentiles. You see my point? The church world today, the Judeo-Christian says, well, we're Gentiles. Yet Paul right here says, wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles. Well, what are you? Are you a Gentile or are you in times past a Gentile? So nothing beats our being able to read this word, study it, and have it have clarity and understanding and be ready, as the scripture says, to give an answer and to articulate what it is that makes your faith and the foundation of it. And if your church has got things wrong, then it has to receive correction and rebuke. If it doesn't, Paul says, you should dust your feet and get as far away from them as you can, which is why so many of us have wound up leaving many of the organized churches and so forth, and even some of the ministries that we've been a part of, as they began to think that they no longer needed the word as much as they did the money that was coming in to their coffers. Sad, but true. Second Timothy chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. That's 1 1, 2 Timothy 1 1. Verse 3 I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Paul is simply saying, he thanks God, whom he served from his forefathers with a pure conscience, and that without ceasing, he remembers Timothy in his prayers night and day. How much do we remember one another in prayer 
night and day. And trust me, if you feel I'm pointing a finger, please recognize I would have three of them pointing back at me. Oh, and I love, I love, love, love this one here. Hebrews chapter 8. Verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Will I remember no more? Boy. That's beautiful. How I need to know that he will remember my sins no more. What? What a creator to have such love. And remember, he said, of these people, Israel, these are the only ones that he loved. Uh, I'm sorry. But I have no boast in that. I have no boast in that. But you have to recognize as russell said you black individuals you asiatic peoples you other peoples you have to recognize that i didn't say it he said it he said of all the families of the earth these are the ones that he loved God said that he only knew Israel of all the families of the earth. Amos chapter 3 verses 1 to 2. Isaiah chapter 49 verses 1 to 3. Israel was called by Yahweh from the womb. Christ, we are told by Ezekiel, that he was sent only to the house of Israel. Ezekiel 3 5. Christ himself said in Matthew 15, 24, he came only to the lost sheep of Israel. It is Hebrews 8, 8, which told us that he is making a new covenant with Israel. Not like the first covenant. And of course, Isaiah told Israel in Isaiah 1 3 that she knows not who she is. And so it is today. She knows not who she is. Genesis 12 1 3, a great nation was going to be made of Abraham, which was going to bless all the families of the earth. 
turn over to Hebrews 10 while we're in Hebrews. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, let's get this in context. We work our salvation out daily. The reason this word was spoken, their sins and iniquities will they remember no more, was pertinent to the day in which he was going to come and redeem those people and was not going to remember their sins and their iniquities, which resulted in their divorced and cast off state. Which is why we still work our salvation out daily. These scriptures were written for the period of time in which they were. I know your church world has painted for you a God that has changed everything. You're all loved. All your sins are washed away and so forth. But that's not contextually accurate. The sins were washed away of Israel, the people whom Paul wrote to in Hebrew, in uh, the Hebrews that he wrote to in this epistle to the Hebrews here at chapter 10, verse 11, it was to tell them their sins and their iniquities. He'd already told them by the prophets he was going to remember no more. And this was the good news. He was wiping away that sin and that stain which prevented them from being reunited with their former husband in marriage to be a new covenant people to him once again. The greatest love story of the ages. Second Peter 1.15. Uh, you don't have to go there. I've got it in my notes. I will make every effort to see that you will always remember these things after I'm gone. I suppose for context, we actually should probably go there. Second Peter 2. This would be in the context of the false teachers. Isn't that interesting? That's the context. Um, verse uh, 15. Moreover, I'll endeavor that you may be able after my, after my, hold on. I'm I'm about to sneeze. At least it. Yeah. Are you in? Are you in two fifteen? Uh, I'm in. Uh, yes, yeah, Second Peter one fifteen. I'm sorry. Second Peter one fifteen. Yeah, I make every every effort to see that you'll always remember these things after I'm gone. That's the plain language, I guess, version, if you will. 
Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my dis departure or decease to have these things always in remembrance. And what was it? The, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of what he had done to redeem them. And while our people may have that understanding that Christ did come and do a magnificent thing, it's so sad that it's not fully understood the context of it and how important it was for them to know and understand that they are his people whom he came to redeem. And this is why this stuff like Daniel here on his gab post says is completely spot on. As we've said in these fellowship, if the Jews can claim one ounce of Israelite blood, they're only one part of God's chosen people, so they can stop that charade also. And we ought to insist that they do. Amen. Amen. Amen, for sure. <clears throat> Well, I tell you, and 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 many many more things. Um, I put a star by one of these scriptures. Let's see if I can spot it real handy. Second Chronicles twenty four twenty two. Let's go back to that Old Testament. It's so old, Old Testament. Second Chronicles chapter 24. We want to be whole covenant Christians, not only new covenant Christians. Chapter 24. And uh, I don't know exactly why this one popped out at me, but now bear in mind what i did was just a simple search for the word remember in scripture and there's like i don't remember 700 uses of it and and that is not exactly what i was going for was just every time remember is used but on the concept of how many times we're told to remember and this is exactly what we tried to cover in biblical racial exclusivity is is if you do not remember who you are because there are those today who want to wipe out of your memory any understanding of who you are which is clearly what's happening to the white individual to i i don't see whites anywhere trying to wipe out the remembrance of any other racial group. Well, you bring up a great point. Where is Ron Paul? Where are all these good guys that we hear about? 
Not one of them has taken that stand in any form. Not one of them has called for the impeachment of this thug. Where is any leadership for on our side? Yeah, where are they? All right. Well, I guess the question I'd be asking rather would be, where are they addressing this issue? Um, you know, the, you know, Congressman Ron Paul, um, who wrote the book, they dare to speak out with regards to those that speak out against the Jews and the Jewish lobby and so forth. You know, this is the, this is the question. Where are those that, um, you know, were, were, where are those that should have been standing with him in that leadership position? And and the answer to that question is really this simple. They were partaking of the benefits. Exactly. And this is another thing that our people need to understand. These people throw money out like candy for a baby. And if you're getting this campaign money and you've already believed the lie that the Jews are God's chosen people, you certainly wouldn't want to upset that money apple cart now, would you? And there's one more part to that to remember as well. Don't think we are immune from that. In other words, we can immunize ourselves with God's word, but let's don't get too proud lest we fall. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. These guys went in yes, there with exactly. good intentions, and you've got the most treacherous, trickiest beast of the field working on them 24-7. So not an excuse, but uh, what did we just read? They can serve in his as an example of how we should be careful and cautious should any of us ever jump into that fray. The the reason that I wound up in, in Chronicles <clears throat> was actually first Chronicles sixteen. I know we're in Second Chronicles twenty four, but this is where King Joash um twenty two um and they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus, Joash, for context, um, um, probably go back up to 18. They left the house, mm, now 17. Now, after the death of Jehoiada came the princes of Judah and made obeisance to the king. Who came? The princes of Judah made obeisance to the king. Then the king hearkened unto them. And they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers and served groves and idols. And wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for this, their trespass. Um, um, Rich, I'm getting a lot of noise on, on your uh, end there for some reason. Like it's, uh, I don't know if you're outside maybe and there's wind. But just uh, uh, letting you know in case uh, you're aware of anything that could is, be causing is it. Is that better? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it really, really was um, starting to get fairly consistent. So here we are, Jehoiada, and they left the house of the Lord God of their fathers, uh, 18, um, and served the groves and idols, and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them again unto Yahweh, and they testified against them, but they would not give ear. The Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, which stood above the people, and said unto them, Thus says Yahweh, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king. At the commandment of who? At the commandment of the king in the court of the house of, of Yahweh. Thus Joash, the king, remembered not the kindness which Jehoiada, his father, had done to him, but slew his son. Rich, that got really bad again. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see if I can clear it up. Well, you can, you can just press the mute on the phone or I can mute you, but I don't want to make it so that you can't chime in. So you can use the mute on your phone if you need to. But um, so the point I was getting at here was 24-22 about remembering. You see, you had a, a king who forgot the kindness that his father had done to him and slew his own son. And when he died, he says, the Lord, look upon it and require it. In other words, the Lord sees and he'll make do, he'll make good on this trespass. Now, now there's, there's somebody who understood. And so I've been looking at all this stuff that's been going on politically in the country and so forth worldwide and and you know it's it it it's worth giving praise glory and thanks to god that he keeps having these wicked overplay their hand so that his people might see their wickedness i mean you talk about a gift of god he has uncovered so much wickedness in the last four years, eight years of our lives right here. It is just profound. It's really mind-boggling what he has done in order to lift their skirts that his people might see. Mm-hmm. And thus, the um, what am I looking for? What's the word? The the admonishment for us to remember. Genesis nine fifteen. I'll remember my covenant, which is between me and you. Every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Exodus 6, 5. Also, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel, whom the Egyptians are causing to serve 
and I remember my covenant. Moses in Exodus 13.3 said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand, Yahweh brought you out from this place. So, so Doug, memory affects our attitude and it affects our thinking greatly. It actually adjusts our thinking properly, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it certainly is supposed to. And, and And that's a very good point. Because isn't that what we teach our sons and our daughters? Remember what I said. Mm -hmm. When I told you that if you do this, I will do this. Well, and how many times have we, as growing up, remember, Daddy said, don't do it. Well, there you go. You, know? you just used that word, remember. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This this word, remember, means power to recall past. It's a hey, power. Are you, I was just going to say, you should look that up, Russell, because I didn't. Is that what you're doing? I've already done it. And that because okay. as you get older, as you get older, I guess it's because of what you eat or hereditary or whatever. That power lessens. It, it, it's not what it used to be. And hey, speaking of what you ate, remember Dr. Herb? I don't know if either of you guys remember uh, Rich or Russell, uh, Pastor Peter's having Dr. Herb on and talking about um, uh, what's the, what's the, um, see, uh, Jeremiah, what's the, um, What's the stuff in the food? Um, monosodium glutamate. Yeah. MSG. Monosodium glutamate. MSG. Yeah. And isn't that the thing that's taking away the memory? The ability one of the in our minds. It's, 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 it's one of the things that hurts your brain. Monosodium glutamate. And it's in virtually everything. That's a packaged food. Mm -hmm. Hey, Doug. Uh, yeah. So I was just, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I kind of think about is that it's it's easy to be discouraged. We, we kind of talked at the beginning uh, of tonight's uh, uh, show when we're we're talking about the, the Jew and, and it's so discouraging and we see all of the uh, just and the the hurt and and it becomes um again just overwhelming right so it's like where do you start right and so um but as you know god in the old testament when he was talking to abram he said that you know that um uh his seed will be as the sands of the seas and the the the, the stars of the heaven and that we're going to be a blessing um to people and so you know, and we get that right, but then when we we just take it back to when uh, Yahushua was here, and we read the story in Matthew uh, 15, uh, 24, and it's about the Canaanite woman, 
And so she's going to him because her daughter's, uh, you know, she's, her daughter is uh, possessed and he won't even answer her. He won't even give her the time of day. Right. And right. so I'm picking up here. It says, you know, Lord, uh, son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. He didn't answer a word. Okay. And his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away for she is crying out after us. And he said, and this is key. Right. And I think this is where we need to take this home. Right. Yep. Uh, he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, period. That's it. That was his mission statement. And so it's easy to convolute uh, a lot of scripture and we interpret what Christ did. And of course, we know uh, why he came and why he died um, was to establish that new covenant with us. But I think that that should be a form of encouragement, not only to uh, to those here tonight, but those that would listen, you know, to to this um, talk is that, um, look, we are favored in his sight. And he goes in to say that I'm only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel and the, you know, the, the European, Germanic and uh, Anglo-Saxon peoples of the of the uh, earth are those that have fulfilled and all of you know the, the fingerprints as it were of who the lost sheep of the house of israel are it it, it, you, it completes the sentence it, i mean that's it and so when we talk to you know people whether it's people with our family our friends people we work with it's just one at a time giving that encouragement and see that's what turns the tide it's uh it's not going to be a politician you know, it's not going to be Donald Trump. It's not going to be Ron Paul. It's 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 not going to do that because uh, God is going to use. Uh, he doesn't have to have a big number. It's right. just it just starts with uh, our faith and uh, uh, our belief, and that's all it is. And then He does the rest. And so I think. It, and again, I'm just kind of meaning this as a form of encouragement. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, exactly. Spot on. Fifteen twenty-four, uh, right there. The question is, well, gee, if he said that he isn't sent, but under the lost sheep of the house of Israel, ought we not know who the lost sheep of the house of Israel are? And the church world has just cast that completely aside, as if there's nothing to see here, and. It's a very profound and important question that most individuals professing to be Christ ought to be keenly interested in. I would dare say all, not just most. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I, I completely agree with you um, on, on the, that part where you're saying, you know, this is what we're to do is we're to we are to fellowship together about this truth at all times, at all places, in all reasons, and for all seasons, for the very express purpose that we remain true to that foundational truth. And those who wish to hear it are going to be called by him, and we will eventually perhaps be seeds or watering for them or i should say watering for their seed and it may be some other 
people that are brought into their path that are the water for that seed. And exactly right. Say again, Russell, go. Uh, well, this is a thought I want to throw out there. Messenger Isaac's sons. Okay. Isaac's sons and messenger. You know, they just twist words. But an angle is a messenger. And Isaac's sons. Anglo-Saxons. Isaac's sons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard. Yes. What they are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you know they're they, you know it you just they they twist stuff and hide stuff and but it's right there in front of you the truth you start connecting sure. dots it sure is um eric I mean, say what you're what a, you were what yeah, no, no. I, I, I just, I just, just what Russell was saying. Uh, Saxon Isaac's son, and and we, and and I, I'm, I, I was talking over Russell. I didn't mean to, but I was just agreeing with him. Uh, it's right in front of us, you know, and and everything's right in front of us. And so, I think all that should do for us is it just should just bolster us and and give a just this confidence that wow, you know, we are favored. And not in a gloating, uh, boastful sense, not by any means, right? But it's it's just to say, wow, you know, we're, I mean, yeah, and and in all of these things, and it just goes right thing, and and I just think it's awesome how you know how Russell brought that out about you know Saxon is Isaacson, right? Um, Isaac's sons, <laughs> so I mean that's just fantastic. Yep. Sachs' sons, Isaac's sons, that's where it all began, the origination. And that's, a, that's another thing that we've, we've touched on in fellowships in the past, is how those, uh, E. Raymond Cap um, wrote a number of books, and it's phenomenal the way he shows how the language, the different groups of peoples, over the earth and how they referred to different peoples, including Isaac's sons, the Sack sons, and how they had many names, um, Hibiri and a whole host of others that they were called by other peoples. Yeah, and so so it gets, you know, we got lost, if you will, by, names that other peoples attributed or gave to the Saxons, Isaac's sons, as and so therefore you you have to make all those connections. And as a biblical archaeologist, um, that's what his mission was. His mission was to bring sense to us about these various peoples and the way that those names and those attributions that were uh given them by the different uh you know peoples of the earth um and very very you know that that's another fellowship that we could do to you know continue to open eyes because 
just because somebody has written a book does not mean that we can't learn from those writings um, and and because they're not in the Bible. So don't at all feel anytime you guys want to bring, you know, a topic or anything that we can't, you know, dig into somebody's, uh, you know, written works and, and and then go to the Bible and the biblical record to tie them together. So certainly um, uh, that's that's something that, you know, we continue to, can continue to do for each other um, and to try to bring the lessons that can help people to learn and let God do his his will and those people. And and as we touched on here tonight, you know, there he he reserved seven thousand. He reserved seven thousand. I want you to think of how small that number was even back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what were the Israelites yeah. when they came out of uh, out of um, um, Egypt? And they came out of Egypt. There was millions of them, wasn't there? Yeah, I was going to say like one and a half million or something when they came out of Egypt. And uh, so then, mm-hmm. how many more did they multiply into uh, at and and that that's just them. We're, we're not, you know. And yes, his remnant was only going to come out of that 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 seed. I understand that, but in the whole scheme of how many people are on the planet, so to speak, it just realize it makes you you know even more appreciative of the fact that seven thousand is what he was going to rebuild upon the foundation of the ruins of the sinful nations, you know, uh, and and their willingness to kill the very people that God sent. And then when he tells them in the parables, when Christ, God in the flesh, the son the only begotten son of God comes in the flesh and says, you know, you're the ones that killed the prophets. And they like, yeah, well, if, we had we i forget how it said so i won't mess it up but he basically say they says uh, paraphrasing that uh well if we would have known uh, or been when our fathers killed the prophets and he says therefore you testify that you your fathers did kill the prophets <laughs> by their own words they they made the omission you know and mm-hmm. uh so 7000 is all all he cared to redeem if or 7000 was all that he cared to to use to build upon uh, once again the the foundation of the ruins of of sinful people sinful nations and and a people that he loved the apple of his eye as was said earlier so all right well i know we're at the top of the hour and i should probably let everybody get going and um i'd like to uh just close in prayer and Eric, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, a closing for our fellowship this evening. So, Yahweh father, I just want to come to you and uh, just with just this full heart Uh, father um, in this world uh, where it is just so easily to become discouraged 
um, and and to see, as it were, the the darts um, that are flying about and accusations, as we spoke about in this uh, earlier um, discussion, attacks um, on integrity and and uh, who we are. Father, may it be that you bring a peace about us um, that we. Uh, wherever we go, uh, the people that we come in contact with, um, Father, that we have a confidence that we we don't need to have massive numbers. Um, you just you just uh, want us to um, see we so where we can see you uh, or the way that you see us. Um, in in those type of words, just where we come in. And that we can have confidence that we can come before your throne, Father, and know that you have uh, you've made promises and you've made a covenant that is everlasting uh, with us. And so, Father, I just want to thank you for um, everyone uh, here tonight and those um, that will listen um, to this uh, podcast, that you will meet them at wherever they are, whether it's here in America or, or in the world. And that, Father, that we will be a vessel um, that you can use and that we can be an encouragement um, to those that we come in contact with. And again, Father, I just want to thank um, those who are here um, tonight um, that you will meet every need, um, whether it's in uh, sickness um, or uh, blessings, whatever it is, Father, um, that you will just uh, meet everyone. And, uh, Father, I just, again, want to thank you for this group. Um, thank you so much for uh, Doug and uh, just for uh, just for leading us um, here tonight and uh, just for this discussion. And uh, we just uh, ask uh, this in the almighty name, your almighty name, Father, and uh, your son who came for us and died for us and uh, is our savior. And we just thank you so much for him. And we just ask this in Yahushua's name. Amen. 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 Father, Good night. Uh, Father, just want to keep everybody's health um, completely uh, before you, Father. Mm-hmm. I want to remind ourselves daily to once again pray for each other as the apostles before us prayed for one another. Father, we just ask that you continue to remind us, touch our hearts, and, and keep us ever mindful of, of why we want to pray for each other. And keep that word ever in front of your ear, your face, your eyes, your and and upon your ears. And we thank you for giving us uh, the intercessor to bring these prayers to you in the most fitting way to your ears. We thank you for that, Father. We pray again for the people of the nation that they would come to understand their roots, that they would come to understand who they are, and that they would understand even more importantly the great commission that you commissioned them under and understand that that commission is to serve and honor you first and only you and not their political systems and their political idols amen Amen. father we continue to ask that you just continue to open those eyes so that your remnant would be ready to once again upon the foundations the rock that you've you've given to us in your word 
We ask it. We trust in it. We count on it. We thank you for it. And Father, just praying for all your people everywhere that they would come to worship you once again in total obeisance. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Good night. And I will uh, close out and we will catch up with everybody the next time. Yes, indeed. Good night. All right. Good night, all. Good night. All. Good night.